Imagine seeing Bruce for the first time, and as you and your friends leave the arena, no one is talking about the concert. Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my new podcast, That One Lyric, where fans choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. The more we listen to lyrics, the more we realize there's something powerful in what's not written. Take our last episode with singer-songwriter Lauren Jenkins, who chose that one lyric from Springsteen's Highway 29. You know, it's a very challenging question that you pose to people on this podcast to choose one lyric. It was a small town bank It was a mess And I had a gun You know the rest Lauren's reaction, just like those simple and stark lyrics, tells us more with less. We did a little more with Lauren's episode, producing both a podcast and a special video edition. You can find both on our website, thatonelyric.com. No surprise, the episode resonated with listeners who wrote, Lauren crushes the lyric, out of the box, pure joy and powerful. Thanks to those who added ratings and reviews to Apple Podcasts. Okay, there are many dots to connect in this new episode. From music to tragedy, a dream to a triumph. Let's meet Nick Ferraro, who Bruce himself christened as the Philly Elvis, and who played a role in the movie Springsteen and I, and who chose that one lyric that's all about acceptance. Nick, thanks so much for joining me today. How are you? Hey, Ted. Very good, man. How are you? Good to see you. I'm really, really well. You're known as Philly Elvis <laughs> because Bruce Springsteen coined that name for you. Tell us how it all came about. I've been an entertainer since the 80s, and I've told all my band members for years that all I want to do in life is to sing a song with Bruce in front of thousands of people. When he was playing in Philadelphia at the Spectrum, where I first saw him, I told Dottie that, look, I'm going to wear my Elvis suit to go see Bruce. I fell in love with you and your wife seeing the movie Springsteen and I. You and Dottie sitting on that bench eating a Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> His dream was to get on stage with Springsteen. I heard him talking about it from the time we met until it actually happened. We had a sign that said, Can Can the King Sing with the Boss? Can the King Sing with the Boss? All the stars had to be in line. You first had to get tickets for the floor, and then you, you you had to be lucky enough to get the number to get you close enough, and then he had to even ask you to come. I mean, like, the odds were, you know, what, millions to one. And then, of course, many people know who've seen Springsteen and I. We're graced by the king himself. We're graced by the king himself, he says. And then he does All Shook Up. And then the moment came. He said, all right, king, come on up. I was like, holy bleep, this is it. Oh, my God. What I've been talking about for 30 years, it's happening. And when you get to that moment, you know, nothing was planned. And he just had me go up, handed me the mic. I was like, okay. I didn't, you know, I don't know what to do, but just act the way I've been acting for the last whatever with my band and just started doing it. And then I just wanted to throw it his way. I said, hit it, Bruce. You didn't just say hit it, Bruce. Before that, you did a split where you pulled a hamstring. (laughs) (laughs) I've always had a problem because I played sports my whole life. And when I went down, it 
pulled again, and I had to kick my leg out real quick. But when you watch it, it looked like a great Elvis move. <laughs> and it was amazing to see that you actually got back up on your feet and you still kept dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, when you got that kind of rush going on, not every day you're able to play with Bruce Springsteen, the E Street Band in front of, you know, 20,000 people. It was adrenaline that got me through. And then I changed the song and it just kept steamrolling. <laughs> At the very, very end, when I jumped off stage, he was laughing, he looked at me, pointed at us, and said, the Philly Elvis, the Philly Elvis. That was the very first person who called me the Philly Elvis. Famously, he said afterwards, I have no idea where the F he came from. <laughs> to me, is so, you know, the ultimate. Well, we're going to put that video on that one lyric website so everybody can watch that. It was really something else. Nick, I know you grew up with music in your house. Your dad played the Italian crooners. We lived in a row home in South Philly. My dad had a lot of 78s, 45s, and all I heard was Frank Sinatra. That's right. Dean Martin. When love Mario Lanza. Tony Bennett. <laughs> you know, a little bit of a theme. Even the Italian records that all they sang was in Italian. When I was in fourth grade, my dad organized a talent show on our porch for the neighborhood. He would play the records and of course I had to sing some songs. So that's when you were a kid. What was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen? It was 1975. My very first day of high school, I noticed in all my classes, I kept seeing the same kid, Albert Marciano. I call him Bert. And to this day, he's one of my best friends. And it was Bert who actually introduced me to Springsteen's music. Well, I stood stone like at midnight. And immediately I went out and bought his first couple records. And then Born to Run came out, and then it was just on and on and on. And then his brother started scoring some live bootlegs. We're getting stuff from the Roxy, the Palladium, the Passaic, and I was like, I gotta go see him live. My buddy Bert got tickets. I was not allowed to go. But 1980, when I was a freshman in college, and I saw him for the first time the night John Lennon died, December 8th, 1980. When we left the Spectrum, we saw these girls crying. We didn't know what was going on, so we get in our car. Hey, Jude. And then we turn to WMMR, Beatles music. We're like, what is going on? And then they announced that John Lennon, the former Beatle, has been shot twice in the back, is now in a New York City hospital. There is no report yet on his condition. So that's how we found out. This has been a bulletin from ABC News. It's a hard night to come out and play tonight when so much has been lost. You must have gone from euphoria to just hell. Very few people experience such a high, their first Springsteen show, and then such a low that night that we were all informed about Lennon's murder. Was it as if the concert never happened? Yeah, you know what? You hit it on the head. That's exactly what happened. We had no voice. We were all sweaty, you know, right? The whole deal of Bruce Springsteen concert. And then I was like, what? Wow, that is some story. It was pretty crazy. So then you graduated college, you had a job, but then you took part in an Elvis contest. Let's hear how Philly Elvis came to be. There was a local bar called Brownie's Pub, and they were having a talent show. The winner gets 500 bucks, 
and my next door neighbor was a drummer. His brother was a bass player. I knew a guitar player and he knew a guitar player. So I said, hey guys, why don't we get together? Let's enter the contest. If we win, there's five of us. We split it evenly. And I said, well, we got to stand out. And I was always a huge Elvis fan. So I said, you know what? Let's do an Elvis show. We entered in the contest and we won. But still, we're another decade or so away from you jumping up with Springsteen. So bring us to the spectrum in 2009. I just thought maybe if I go dressed as Elvis, I would at least get his attention and then have a sign and then he would let me do maybe the Elvis Springsteen duo that never happened. And it is recorded in print that he's never played that song before, All Shook Up. Amazing. And then when he started playing it, I really didn't think that he was going to call me up because he was playing it and I was dancing and then he just sort of stopped singing. The band kept playing and then he said, come on up, King. Oh my God. And then my whole world just... Crazy. The full circle of seeing Bruce for the first time in the spectrum and coming out and learning that John Lennon was murdered. And then 29 years going by, you and your family having this moment. You can't make this stuff up, Nick. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just a dream come true. It's a miracle, whatever you want to call it. But the best part of everything is all the people who I have met from that day on, including yourself now. Thank you, Nick. Well, three years after the movie, Springsteen and I was the River Tour in 2016, and I was in Philly to see you jump up on stage during Dancing in the Dark, and you and Susie went at it. <laughs> Let's get to the subject at hand. Yes. What song did you choose that one lyric from? Actually, Human Touch. You and me, we were the pretenders. Another great love story. He's talking to a woman, and he's saying, listen, Nobody's perfect, but I'm not looking for anything in particular, anything special. All I want is to talk to you and a little human touch. What is that one lyric you picked to talk about from the song Human Touch? So you've been broken and you've been hurt. Show me somebody who ain't. Yeah, I know I ain't nobody's bargain, but hell, a little touch up and a little pain. So you've been broken and you've been hurt. Show me somebody who When I first heard it, it resonated, and to this day, it always sticks with me, and it's basically saying, you know what? I'm not perfect, but you get a little paintbrush, and you do a little this and a little that, and you know what? Hey, I'm okay. There's just something about it. It warms me. I'm struck by this song, Nick, because the first half of it, or even more, it's all about him. Mm -hmm. But when we get to your lyric, it's all about you've been broken, you've been hurt. You That's exactly right. Everybody on this planet at one time or another has maybe had their heart broken. And I think he's pointing that out to this person. Look, show me who hasn't been hurt. I understand, but I think I'm good for you. I'm not looking for anything special from you. I'm not looking to take anything from you other than just let's talk and a little bit of that human touch. Yeah, I know I ain't nobody's bargain. <laughs> it just reminds me of Thunder Road where I'm no hero and that's understood. Yeah, a lot of times people write lyrics and sometimes you don't write about yourself, but I really believe he is talking about himself. And here's a guy, the guy had everything. And yet he still says, I ain't no bargain. <laughs> he still knows that a guy that has done it almost all sees himself as, man, I got a long way to go. I need a paintbrush to help me, you know? And I bet to this day, I think he's in a way still even thinks that. 
Nick, before I let you go, I just need to share with our listeners what you're doing these days. You're an actor and a writer. You've got a short that's online on YouTube called The Confession, which, by the way, is riveting. My sister, she was hysterical. She called me. I appreciate asking. For the last 10 years, I've really focused on acting and writing. I have now have an award-winning short film called The Confession. There's a movie on Netflix called Backfire that I have a pretty big role in that. Congratulations. But the biggest project right now is I wrote a screenplay. It's a feature. It's three years in the making, and I have a great crew with it now. We're in the process of getting sponsors. The budget is 250000 if anybody wants to be part of it contact me. How do they contact you, Nick? I'm on Facebook, Nick Ferraro, also the Philly Elvis. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, the Philly Elvis on Twitter. It's a comedy drama. It's called Mob Sense. It's going to be an outstanding movie. You're having a second and third encore right now. And let me put this to you. You know, you ended up on stage with Bruce 29 years after seeing him for the first time at the Spectrum. Well, maybe now with your acting career, maybe in a couple of years, you and Stevie should maybe work on one of his projects. <laughs> well, I actually tried to get my script in his hands. I want him to read the script. Stevie, man, if you're listening, please, I want to send you the script. I got a great part for you, buddy. You'll be perfect in it. Really? A mob movie? You think Stevie has a role in it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Nick, what a pleasure meeting you. I so admire you for what you did. And I also admire you and Dottie. What a supportive spouse you have that doesn't do the eye roll <laughs> at our fandom, but actually is right there really encouraging you to go for it. Ted, let me get her. She's upstairs. Let me run and get her. I'll be right there. Sharpie. Ted. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Dottie, you are such a supportive spouse. No, thank you. No, I love him. That's his passion. And I've been a Springsteen fan all my life, too. I grew up in Jersey in my teen years, so kind of hard not to be. Well, it's great for you to make a cameo on this podcast, too. We had a great time talking to your husband, and uh, it's nice to talk to you as well. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dottie. Oh, Nick, that was a treat getting to meet your wife. Thank you for your time and thanks for sharing your story. But most of all, thanks for sharing that one lyric. Thank you. It was a lot of fun, man. And now I've, I've got a new friend, so it's awesome, man. Thank you. Wow. So wonderful to learn more about the Philly Elvis. And that one lyric Nick Ferraro chose from Human Touch. Yeah, I know I ain't nobody's bargain, but hell, a little touch up and a little pain. You're all painting a wonderful picture of our show in your reviews. Add yours to Apple Podcasts, and you'll automatically enter a raffle to win a That One Lyric baseball hat. You can also shop for them and our cool t-shirts at thatonelyric.com. I'm grateful that you're sharing our podcast with your friends and fellow fans. Yes, some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric, but who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed That One Lyric. I'm Ted Canova. As I say to end the tour podcast, music makes it all better. See you next time. Share a little of that humanity. Share a little.